Welcome to Cellmates. Welcome to Cellmates. Hey, Kate Phillips. Hi, Dick Ward. Hey, Kate, did you know that this is a podcast that takes two uh, movies, two animated movies, and, animated. and like compares, contrasts, and, and generally throws a Venn diagram over them? I did know that. Dick, did you know that often they are Disney? Hey, but not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. But not always. Did you know that? I did know that. Hey. Did you know... That this is being recorded and released in 2019, this it, episode. Yes. We lied to our fans. We lied. Sorry, last episode, we didn't, we didn't know days of week, and uh, we were unsure of day of week uh, in look, advance. Look, it's the holidays. It's hard to figure out what is what. Uh, up is down, left is right. I am full of all sorts of food. Confused unsure of day of week that's great my favorite meme yep um so so welcome back in hey, 2019 thank you. oh welcome uh, back to you too had we looked at a calendar we would have realized that our next episode was not going to be in the next year not yet unless we dropped the ball but which so we had the option to do but instead of doing that well, the ball drops at midnight oh, on the 31st slash the first so instead of just not recording an episode right. in the 24 hours which after was, returning which was my idea from a week long of travel uh, we just kind of binged two movies and this recording session in one day so instead of doing nothing we did everything you're welcome. Yeah. Happy not New Year. Well, happy whatever. And happy holidays if you're listening to this near a holiday that you celebrate. Yeah. We're not assuming that you celebrate Christmas. We're not even assuming that you're listening to this in late December, early January. Or celebrating New Year's. If you, I, I... If you are listening to this in April and you happen to celebrate Easter, happy Easter. Happy holiday. Look, happy just if there's a holiday within two weeks of this episode, when you're listening to it, I hope it's a happy one. Even if it's just cheersing a drink with a friend yeah. that you may or may not be recording a podcast episode with. J Dick, cheers. Cheers. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. What are you drinking? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing is I'm drinking the tears of every other podcaster who is wishing that they had this exclusive reveal on uh, Mandalorian Season 2 which has been revealed, and we're we're the first people able to tell you this. Uh, uh, it's, the new season will be called Baby Yoda, The College Years. Oh, uh, no. Let's, very, let's do Bob, a couple seasons before. Nope. Uh, the, beast, the Beast is going to appear. Uh, he's going uh, to be the principal. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, right. No, Kate, I am... <laughs> in answer to your well, what question... what I am drinking. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a bright white... Belgian-inspired wheat ale from Bell's in Comstock, Michigan. But really, what matters is bright white. Yeah. Dick, uh, can you name, just off the top of your head, mm. what are some things you associate with being or bright white? The I Republican Party. Hey, hey bright white. Uh, Joe Biden's teeth. Yes. Yeah, very bright and white. Um, not always his eyeballs. <laughs> That's Sometimes okay. Sometimes red. That's okay. That's okay. Um... I don't know, like... Oh, like a, a marshmallow. Like a marshmallow. Yeah. Bright white. It's bright and white. Like uh What about you, Kate? Anything 
leap to mind? I don't know, like freshly fallen snow, uh, bright white. Yeah, or like really thick ice. Mm-hmm. Like is like kind of a white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, healthcare robots. Mm. Friendship. Mm. Like s- siblings. So the outside of sushi, if that's the way the roll is made. Yeah, unless it's a unless it's a An roll with out. a. Anyway, so we watched two movies. We watched two movies, and then um, we had a couple options in terms of finding a drink, and this was the first one we found. So, what movies did we watch? We watched two movies with bright white something. So, what movies did we watch? We watched Big Hero Six uh-huh. with a bright white Baymax. Yeah, and we watched Frozen mm. with bright white a lot, everything, a lot, including yeah. Olaf. Mm-hmm. Including all the characters, yeah. Including oh, not all the, of not the trolls. Most of the set, yeah, yeah. Snow, snow and, is white, and most of the characters' hairs, almost. At well, some most... point, at some point in time. So why did we choose these two movies? We, uh, we chose these two movies. Ironically, not for the bright white, even though we're able to list a lot of things. Um, these are both siblings movies. Mm. One centers around. A pair of sisters. One, among other things, centers around a pair of brothers. Yeah. Um, and so we thought these would be interesting to put side by side. Compare, mm. contrast, and Venn diagram. Because mm. um, they they have different angles, and yet there is a lot of interesting um, mm-hmm. overlay or interplay. Whatever the word may be. Yeah, that's true. Um, but before... We talk about these movies before we oh. do our cookie timers. I thought it might be fun to reflect on this is the last podcast uh, of the decade. There, there will be no other podcasts that are recorded or come out in the next three days. This is the last of our podcasts Great. of the decade, <laughs> and I thought it, it, it might—I thought it might be nice to look at the past decade mm-hmm. uh, and just do like a quick, quick look through, see what. What happened in yeah, animated movies? In animated see, movies. Well, see, like both of these movies, yeah. happened in the last decade. That's actually true. For starters, yeah. Your turn. Uh, well, I so <laughs> I wanted to take a look, kind of go year by year and see, like, uh, hey, what was good? Yeah. All right. So, uh, 2010 uh, was a cool year. Uh, we had Toy Story three, Shrek Forever Ants after. Well, okay. Uh, Tangled. It was a year. <laughs> we had Despicable Me. We had How to Train Your Dragon. So, like, a couple of things from not Disney. Yeah, you've got some franchise Pixar. starters in there. Yeah. Yeah, 2010 kind of set the tone for the rest of the decade. Because Despicable yeah, Me Despicable Me starts off your Minions train. Right. Frozen, or sorry, Tangled no, starts off all the Tangled sequels. Well, no, it, it does start off the new the Disney. The new princesses. And the new Disney musicals. Yeah. Um, Princess and the Frog was the year before, but it was 2D. This sets off your 3D musicals. Yeah. Kate, do you have a favorite of those? Tangled. Hmm. Toy Story 3 is great. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it all the way through still without sleep, but um, it's great. I, I would Tangled, have said. Tangled, I think I like better. I would have said Tangled until I saw How to Train Your Dragon, mm. and now I say How to Train Your Dragon. That's a good one, too. Despicable Me, I liked a lot. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't so. seen it yet. Uh, quick shout out to Secret World of Arietti, which is a movie I haven't seen, but it's a Studio Ghibli movie. All right. So, shout out. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, 2001, Kate, was... 2001? 
Sorry, 2011. Was the worst year? Well, it seems that way. Um, So I'm looking, Dick, you found a more comprehensive list, but I was just kind of perusing through the Academy Award nominations for animated movies. Oh, man, let's see. What do we got? Which did not include Tangled Deer before, so it's invalidated already. Uh, We got Rango, A Cat in Paris, Chico and Rita, Kung Fu Panda 2, and Puss in Boots. Well, let me, um, in let 2011. Me, and let me tell you some titles. Those are the Oscar-nominated. Let me tell you some high-grossing titles you that were not nominated. Uh, we got Cars 2, Rio, The Adventures of Tintin, Nomeo and Juliet, and of course, Arthur Christmas. So moving on to 2012. Please. Uh, no, wasn't 2011 Winnie the Pooh? Or was that... Oh, it might have been. The new Winnie the Pooh? Might have been. Uh, One of those years. But let me tell you, uh, Tintin's okay. Okay. So we got, in the next year, we've got Brave. We've got Paranorman, which Mm -hmm. apparently is great. We've recently. I'm so confused by that, but yeah. Heard, but not It's amazing. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. So you got, do you, any others you found than that? Those are. Oh, yeah. Kate, the highest grossing movies of the year. Uh, Ice Age Continental Drift and Mm -hmm. Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. I saw Madagascar 3. I know you saw it on a field trip. I went on a field trip last minute. Not as a student. Not as a student and not really as a teacher. I was subbing for a different kindergarten or a different teacher who taught kindergarten. It mm-hmm. was a disaster, including the movie. Um, 2012 also brought us Frankenweenie, uh, the oh. animated version of the Tim Burton short, which I recorded a solo 30 Days of Plus episode of that we didn't need to you release. You should just release that as a secret to everyone. That'll just like, go out surprise. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Brave. I think Brave yeah. is the best of Brave, what we've listed. Brave's my winner there. Wreck-It Ralph's really good, but Brave So the next, Brave's the bravest. The next year, you've got one of our movies today, Frozen. Okay. Heard of um, it. And that kind of overshadows anything else that happens in 2013 in terms of just cultural zeitgeist it's kind of yeah i mean well, we, got, we could talk about our favorites you've but got frozen is the animated movie of the decade i don't know i heard little kids talking about turbo <laughs> the racing snail movie but you also got the crudes who, who, like it's chris sanders other one besides lilo and stitch uh-huh. and um how to train your dragon uh-huh which are both great so and what and what else did chris sanders do the mufasa ghost sequence uh-huh. in the lion king so chris sanders just does good things that this, we've seen this might be okay i tried watching the crudes and fell asleep after seven minutes yeah. but we'll see uh monsters you also came out okay. despicable me too mm-hmm. this is before they realized that they should just start making minions movies yeah, that's okay so frozen's good um oh. Next year. Oh, sorry. Also, oh. Epic, uh, which stars who? Steven Tyler. Uh huh. Nim Galoo. As Nim Galoo. Um, all Nim-galoo. right, we got to start moving through these years faster. All right, let's I'm already go. bored. Big Hero Six is the next year. Yes. You've got some sequels, but that seems like it. Lego oh, Lego movie. movie, but it's not nominated for the Oscar, which is for dumb. some reason. Um, but Big Hero Six wins anyway, and That's it right. probably would. Anything good in 2015? Probably not. Let's uh, move on. Probably no. The Good Dinosaur came oh, out in 2015. Boy. But earlier that year, Pixar put out a real movie, and it was called Inside Out, yeah. and it is my favorite of the decade. And it is the second highest grossing movie to Minions. Oh, Minions yeah. was also not nominated for an Oscar. Shocking. The year of shutouts. 2016. 
Moana, Zootopia, uh -huh. Kubo and the Two Strings, which I've heard is very good. Oh, yeah. We got to watch that. Um, so, I mean. Oh, man. Finding Dory, Secret Life of Pets. Oh, I was just going to say Moana might be my favorite, but if Finding Dory's on there, that yeah, wins. Yeah, Finding Dory wins. All right. Next year is Coco and Coco. Well, like, whoa, whoa. Lego Batman movie? Mm. We like the Lego Batman movie. Boss Baby. Ferdinand is possibly the best animated movie starring John Cena. But there are I don't a couple. Know. <laughs> there I haven't are several. seen Ferdinand yet. So. No, uh, he's in one of the Snowman movies, isn't he? He's oh, got to be. Almost certainly. There are so many Snowman movies. I haven't seen that either. Yeah. So. Yeti uh, movies, I should clarify. 2018, though. Clearly nothing groundbreaking. So it's just like Incredibles 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Hotel Transylvania 3. We don't have to talk about anything else. Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh, is that the song we're doing? I don't know. I liked it. I thought that was maybe I thought Sunflower was the like, official Spider-Verse song. Uh, into the, the sp Spider-Verse. That nice. fits worse. And of course, Boonie Bears the Big Shrink. Uh, and then of course, this year, you've got... So Spider-Man maybe wins that. Yeah. Uh, this year, you got Frozen 2, Toy Story 4... Some other sequels, How the to Lion Dragon King? 3. That's false. Is it an animated movie? Not really. It is 100% CG. Is the, Are the backgrounds too? I don't know. They ended up doing the backgrounds. That's a cheat. That is a cheat. So when that, you said that that is the... That's, that animated movie is not an animated movie? It's not an animated movie. Well, it looks animated to me. It doesn't. That's actually it, fair. It, it does not look animated. Doesn't. But it, it doesn't is. look anything. But it, it is animated. Scary. Uh, but so you'd say Frozen Two is your movie of the year? I mean, probably Toy Story Four. Huh. Everyone. You didn't see that. No, but everyone who's seen it is like, we didn't need a Toy Story Four, mm. and fine, it's great. Like, My movie of that the is, year. That is the general. My movie of the year is Klaus. Oh yeah, Klaus. Hey, all right. I hope that's, I'm doing the John Cena hand. I hope that gets a little right bit now. more um, push because more right. people should, should see Klaus. Yeah. Well, I hope so you anyway, all enjoyed that. This we, this was just for us. Yeah, we didn't really um, have a great plan. So I no, hope, I thought that would generate more lively discussion. Anyways, yeah, but so it the, wasn't too long. It's we're only 15 minutes in. So uh, so 2013 and 14. Let's let's take a closer look at those two years because right. uh, those are the movies we're doing on this episode. That sounds great, Kate. What is your experience with Frozen? So I actually saw Frozen a little bit late because it came out like Thanksgiving time. Did you see it in theaters? I saw it in theaters okay. the day after Christmas, which mm. is a family tradition. Um, including this year, we saw a movie the day after Christmas. Yeah, the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Cats. <laughs> we're going to just start singing the songs again if we're we not careful. We are not. We need our listeners. We'll talk about that as separate because that's almost all animated as it well. It is almost all. We'll do a Cats Lion King episode. That's actually what we should do. You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. Kate, I think tell Cats me about, might come on Tell me top. about Frozen. Frozen, uh, I saw it in theaters. It, it's, it was one of those. It's especially one of those soundtracks that is instantly... It's just, it's really great musical theater. It's um, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez. And just every song is a winner. And you know it in the theater. At yep. least that's that was my perception. Um, the best part of seeing it in a theater was right after Let It Go. And she turns the cold, never bother me anyway. Bling. There's a like a seven-year-old boy in the row in front of us who turns and 
does a poor job at whispering, if she was real, I'd marry her. Aww. Uh, and it was cute. That's really cute. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it's, I love it. I love the comedy in it. I think Olaf is one of my most reliable Disney laughs. Mm. Um, I, yeah, the soundtrack is great. The The movie is really, really good. Um, and I am just really pleased that it has it has had the legs and the super legs it has had. Um, my kids, in general, my elementary school kids catch on to like big old movies like a year later. Like yeah. that's when they get obsessed. So like it was once it comes out on video, the they can watch like, it over and over. I was a like a superstar in my school because I knew how to play Let It Go on the piano. Mm. Uh yeah, nothing else I can do as a music educator uh, over, you know, superseded that for years and years. Um, big hit for them still. Like, still kids are talking about Frozen. So that's a pretty good, um, pretty good movie. Dick, what about you? I saw Frozen uh, later. I saw it on Blu-ray or DVD. Ooh. Um, and I was pretty drunk. And I cried like crazy. That's that's correct. Yeah. yeah. The movie got me. Hasn't since, but at the time it got me. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what I'll did. Yeah, I'll be interested to talk about that. But it got me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and then after that, I mean, you, you know, the song. Yeah. The song. It's everywhere. I, I've sung it at karaoke. I've seen yeah. it sung karaoke. It's a really Everyone, good song. Yeah. I don't... You could like I think it's I think we are past the hump of like making fun of how ubiquitous it is because it has dropped off and just it's agreed upon that it's an excellent song. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, we we didn't decide this earlier. Who's going to summarize this one? Do you? Well, here's the question. Do you want to summarize this one or the other? I'll do this one because I can remember more characters names. Cool. I don't think I have to remember many characters' names in the other one. That's well, what I'm going to say. All right, Dick. Hero and Baymax. You've and got whoosh. two minutes on the cookie timer clock. Go make a snowman. Okay, so uh, there's this girls, these girls, Anna and Elsa. One of them got some magic. Surprise, it's Elsa. And she accidentally zaps Anna. 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 And these trolls are like, yeah, we got you. And they heal Anna, but make her forget the magic zap. So Elsa is like locked in her room as she doesn't come out. But then, oh no, their parents die. Oh no. And the girls are grown up. And Elsa has to be coronated as queen. And she has to take off her gloves to do that for reasons. So she accidentally makes some frozen stuff happen uh, after Anna like falls in love with a guy. Uh, it's weird. Uh, she says she's going to marry him. Uh, Elsa scares everyone, maybe hurts the people. Uh, so she runs off in the forest and makes a cool ice castle. And Anna goes after her and she meets this guy Sven and his reindeer Sven. <laughs> and they meet a snowman named Olaf that they that her and Elsa made when they were kids. And they find Elsa and Elsa's like, go away. And they're like, no. And Elsa's like, no, go away. I'm going to send a big snowman after you. And they go, oh no. So they run away. Uh, but then they like come back, and some guys try and kill Elsa, and then Elsa like comes back, but she accidentally zaps Anna, 
and then Anna has to find true love. And so she kisses Hans, but Hans won't kiss her. And he's also like, I don't love you. And she's like, what? But you said you didn't. He's like, nope. And then Elsa comes back. And... Uh, Do you need an assist? Nope. I got this. Uh, so she lets it go. You don't signal me. That's not helpful. That's less helpful. Oh, no. Anyway, Anna... Uh, Elsa's gonna be killed, so Anna sacrifices herself. Cookies are done. Hold on, give me like 10 more seconds. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. Elsa's gonna be killed by some bad guys, so Anna sacrifices herself to save her sister. And it turns out that's an act of true love, and she didn't need no man. It wasn't about boy kisses, it was about love for your sister. And she's then it's summer. To be fair, every time we've watched this movie, during that ending, you have said out loud, I forgot about this part. I do. Like, you've seen this movie at least three times, and you haven't remembered it any time. There is so so much of this movie. Good work getting through it. That just does not stay in my mind. Mm. Like Fathoms Below in Little Mermaid. It has a very Fathoms opening. We hadn't watched Fathoms. I hadn't watched Little Mermaid in like 10 years, and I was over at your place. Uh, and we started, and I'm like, "What is? Th- what movie is this?" Oh, Fathoms Below. I forgot there was a song Where's here. Where's the chick with the red hair? <laughs> and then, then like the fish falls into the water, and Little Mermaid, <laughs> the movie I remember, starts. But there's this beginning thing I totally yeah. forgot about. Frozen has like five of those. Frozen has Just several. All of these those, segments yeah. that like go in one ear and out the other. Yeah, you kind of. I mean, because I, I pick and choose. Um, songs that go on my playlist entitled soundtrack cheer yeah and the first one from frozen is do you want to build a snowman yeah. so in my memory that's where the movie starts uh-huh but no you need some backstory for that you don't well yeah before, before you need you, you need 30 seconds of backstory well that. they visit they she curses anna and they visit the trolls and you need that okay um but you don't need Kristoff as a boy ice maker. It gives you nothing. Because it doesn't ever factor back in. Yeah. And that is one thing about this movie. They went, they made some changes, sometimes not last minute and sometimes last minute, that there's not, there's sometimes threads left in single acts. And I feel like in each of the three acts, there are threads there that just never get discussed or they come up out of nowhere or they go into nowhere and um, yeah and we'll we'll talk all about yeah all about that yeah how long does this movie feel to you um it feels at the beginning when it's like oh yeah all these scenes i forgot about it feels longer but it picks up toward the end i thought the ending sequence went at least for me this time quicker than i thought it was going to like once it starts snowballing oh. uh, toward the finish line. It goes rest pretty quickly. And it's not, I think both these movies are like hour 45. This, so they're not that yeah. much longer than like the Renaissance solid 90. If you told me this was like 2 or 2.15, I believe. Yeah. I bet Frozen 2 is it's probably. 2 or 2.15. Frozen, it's just, it's a very long feeling movie. Mm. There's, yeah, there are a lot of sets. If you cut 15 minutes out of Frozen, I think I'd be really happy with I mean, that. most of it would be Kristoff, yeah. That's okay. Um, Kristoff is a really great character that doesn't get 
what he deserves in either movie I've seen. So yeah, he's like, not really used none well of the Frozen's in either movie. Use Christoph well, and that's fine. We which love is, Jonathan Groff anyway. Which hey, you know what? Uh, there's plenty of movies about brothers where or, the love interest is a lady who is not used at all. Also, so. Beauty and the Beast, the lady is not used very much. Uh, so fair. movies like that. So it's you know turnabout is fair play, yeah. but it'd be nice to see something done with Christoph because he's fine. He's charming. Uh, uh, Kate. All right. Oh, Dick. Kate. Are we moving on to another bright white? I was going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is that cool? I'm ready. The, so let's talk about Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. When did you see Big Hero Six? Um, recently. I think we saw it together for my first time i don't know if you had oh, seen it before oh that might actually be true i think we saw it together for our first time it was one of those so this is in an era where disney is both putting out musicals and then other movies that you're at the time there was a very confused me being like what is pixar what is disney who does what because like right. brave is pixar but it feels like it like yeah you know feminine heroine it should be like in a Tangled Frozen, and then Wreck-It Ralph seems Pixar, but it's Disney. And yeah. So this is one for me that it is Disney, but it feels quasi-Pixar in like its ambition and its emotional content. Yeah, um, I could see that. So, but it also is one of those movies that I just kind of skipped over until enough people told me, you know, this is a really good one. Because then there's also stuff like Bolt in there. Which is not a very good one. Not to be confused with Turbo. No. The movie about a racing snack. Kate, was this was this an Andy recommendation? Yes. yes. So Andy, who's been on two of our uh, episodes now, mm-hmm. three of our episodes now. And a superhero comic book connoisseur. So mm-hmm. this is a Big Hero 6 starts as a Marvel comic book series. Ah. And this was the first... Um, after Disney's acquisition of Marble, this is the f- Marble. Are we talking? We talking about Marbles? <laughs> um, after the acquisition, this is the first animated Marvel thing they do. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I saw it like a year or two ago. Oh. It was very good. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it again too because I got to pay attention to other things besides. This is a little bit more plotty than some other. It's pretty plotty. It's more plotty than Frozen. And Frozen's kind of plotty. Or, like, I guess that's, I need to pay attention more. I don't know. I would say that's up for debate. That's up for debate. This is fair. Yeah, because Frozen is pretty plotty. Yeah. But there are some scenes where, I don't know. Anyway, I like this movie a lot. Dick, yeah. what about what about you? Same. <laughs> Do you want to summarize this movie? Did Honestly, you get it recommended to you by anyone besides my no, brother? Uh, no, I have the exact same origin story as you. Great. Uh, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to summarize Big Hero 6. All right. You got two minutes, Kate. Do you I think sure you, do. Think you can do it? Do you uh, need to review any character I, names? I do. Hold on. Baymax is Baymax, the robot. There's Hero. Hero is the boy who's is it, a hero. What's his brother's name? Tanahashi? To, uh, is their last name? Their last name is Hamada. I believe that to be correct. I think there's a D in his brother's first name. Uh. Oh, no. Big Hero Six. This is a very well researched podcast. We you know always what? do a lot of research and know names, all the names of the characters. Names are hard. All right, I've got it. All right, here's my Tadashi. Tadashi. There we go. All right, I was pretty close. Here I go. 
Yeah. Hiro and Tadashi, brothers, both into science. Uh, Hiro builds robots and fights them. Uh, Tadashi is part of like a college science uh, super class and he's developing this healthcare nurse he calls Baymax and Hero's like I don't know I just like fighting robots and Tadashi's like no you got to use him to help people like if you're gonna be smart and nerdy do it to help people he's got a whole uh, group of friends Tadashi does who use their powers of science to help people anyway uh, there's a science fair and Hero enters uh, his application for the school is all these like magnetic these microbots um, that can build things and build themselves and they're magnetic against each other and it's a great idea and he gets accepted to the school but uh oh there's a fire in the hall oh, no. and Tadashi goes back in to save his favorite professor and oh no they both die and Hero's very sad so he doesn't come out of his room for weeks except for he says ow and then his healthcare nurse Baymax pops up and he's like can I help you and he's like no I'm fine but like he's like no you're grieving and you have puberty and that's not fine so they go on adventures because Baymax's goal is to heal his like coded goal is to hear heal um Hiro and so Hiro takes Baymax uh, or Baymax the microbot gets attracted to other microbots he's like no they were all destroyed in the fire no they weren't this guy in a kabuki mask stole them and it's been making more of them and is evil and then they think oh it's this like uh elon musk guy um is clearly him and he gets together with all of his brother's friends and they build super suits and they try to fight mr kabuki but oh no mr kabuki is actually the professor they thought that died he was shielded by the microbots and then he's getting revenge on the elon musk guy for killing his daughter in a teleportation uh disaster and um he destroys all of his building and makes it go into this like time portal thing and then baymax and hero go into this time portal thing to save the daughter and then the only way they can get out is leaving baymax behind so he super shoots them and the hero has to say I am satisfied with my care they leave Baymax in the portal but they get splooshed out and that's how it should end can I say that that's how it should end like okay. he has to deal with like is this still again. part of the summary no I'm done now let's get through the end then that's where it should end that's all where does it end it ends um heroes back in his room also making stuff and then he says, ow, and Baymax uh, comes back to life because he saved his own healthcare chip um, and he can make his own thing. And so they're superhero friends fighting crime in the city. Yeah. That part doesn't make sense. Nope. But, yeah. Well, it makes sense. It's just not very good. Yeah, it's not a very satisfying. All right. I'm not satisfied. So you're not satisfied with the ending. With my ending. So, Sorry, Ow. where do you think the ending should be? Let's let's be a little more specific here. I think the ending should so, be So let's let's set it up again is Baymax makes a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. He sacrifices himself so that Hero can live. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is where it should end? Um I am okay with um a scene at the end where he finds the chip. Mm -hmm. He maybe like plugs it into Something that doesn't look like a Baymax, either the mm. computer or something, and then just hearing the voice. Yeah. Hello, I am Baymax. Like, and his eyes. I'm trying to think. There's yeah. a movie that I'm. So, that's on the tip of my tongue that I'm referencing. So this. is it that Baymax comes back, or that he can that you use the to? chip for other things? Because it, yeah, it said Baymax comes back mm. in full form. 
gets to be fully suited up as again as a robot superhero and it's just back to where it was literally like six minutes ago yeah it makes the ending it makes the emotional punch of that i am satisfied with my care and the sacrifice that both yeah. baymax and hero make to like get this woman out of the thing um it it kind of negates those sacrifices. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I don't mind Baymax coming back because I, yeah. because he's a robot and it just makes sense. You can build a new robot. Yes, I what think I, maybe I what needed I do mind though is them continuing to be superheroes. I think that's just I I understand that this is like a Marvel book and mm-hmm. maybe in the Marvel book they're superheroes. Yeah. I haven't read it. But like yeah, it could have just ended with Baymax coming back and we just done. Mm-hmm. Like and the maybe, superhero thing is kind of out of nowhere. For uh, me. There's a sequence where you get to see Tadashi's like 85 tries at mm-hmm. getting this Baymax to work. And I think you could have done something with that at the ending where like Hiro is trying to like recreate mm. this robot that his brother took 85 tries to make and maybe yeah. he's getting it wrong. And then all of a sudden he puts two wires together and it says hello my something like that we could we could tweak the end yeah all right yeah that's fair um i i think it's interesting that i'm saying hero and you're saying hero they go back and forth in the movie i was about to say because it is accurate to the movie Mm -hmm. the character's name is hero or hero h-i-r-o um but some like characters there's some characters use like a more japanese pronunciation Mm -hmm. some use a more english pronunciation that's all. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's uh necessarily a like an oversight. No. I just think it's interesting. It takes they created the city of San Fran Fran San Sokio. San Fran Sokio. Yeah. Um yeah. which is cool yeah. artistically. It's like a Tokyo got, like, San Francisco man. Golden up. Gate Bridge with like is the Japanese word pagoda? Is that yeah. So you got like a Golden Gate Bridge with like a pagoda top. It like and it's just really little not, touches like that. It's, it's really, really cool. neat looking, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So, okay, in terms of the siblings, yeah, in this because that was that was kind of our mashup. Is we're yeah. like these are kind of both sibling stories. It seems to me that they're a little bit inverse of each other. Say more. Um, in Frozen, they start they start out with with a bonded relationship. Yeah. But then that split happens when Anna faces the near-death experience. Yeah. And they spend the entire movie trying to fuse back. I mean, not both. It's not, they're both, it's not Elsa's goal, but they're tr- you but as an audience member the movie are wanting them to fuse back. is about them kind of restoring their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in Big Hero 6, they have a very, Tadashi and Hiro have a very tight relationship and a very supportive back and forth relationship. And then when Tadashi dies, the movie becomes about Hiro being able to process the death, yeah. process grief, and move forward with his own solo life um, that's separated from his grief and the memory of his brother. Right. So it's being able to be your own person even after you've lost someone that you're super close to. Yeah. Um, so I think it's neat in that way because you have a very similar relationship but the the parts where they are strongly bonded are are almost completely flipped um 
and and I like that. I like that that you can I don't know. I think for a long time Disney children's movies and Disney is the main producer of them um are about a single character's journey, you know, an I want song, mm-hmm. but in these in these two movies, and I think a lot of this decade of animation, to go back, are about some parallel wants and some parallel tracks, especially Frozen. We were, um, as we watched this, just going over those musical scenes again, it's like, oh, these are so well written yeah. that the traditional Disney formula is a char- the main character has an I want song, but Frozen's got two main characters. So you've got... Uh, I don't know ooh, about that. Say more for you. Well, Frozen has one main character. Um, it's a very nice I Want song for... Who is the main character of Frozen? Anna. Okay. One, like, without question, okay. Anna is the main character of Frozen. Um, Elsa is a very important secondary character. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool that she does have an I Want song. Mm-hmm. But we don't really care about Elsa's wants... We don't really care about, like, we don't really follow Elsa around. She's just kind of off. We literally follow Elsa around. No, we follow Anna following Elsa. Okay. All right, we as an audience don't mm-hmm. go to the Ice Palace and see Elsa dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. We see that through Anna's eyes. Yeah. Okay. I see. Like, aside from Let It Go. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, the biggest song on the show is yes, just following. But it's four minutes. What I like about for, about so where I might I, I have a different view on this. Mm-hmm. I I agree that like if you're gonna choose one, it's more about Anna, but Elsa has the dynamic arc a little bit more so than Anna in terms of her worldview has to change. Whereas Anna's worldview kinda she gets what she wants, but her worldview doesn't have to change to do it. E- kinda. So I think Anna's worldview changes pretty dramatically. Okay, let's put a pin okay. because I think I said the wrong thing. So in the first time in forever, which is the closest we get to an I want song in this movie, yeah. it's Anna talking about how excited she is that they're opening the palace doors yeah. and she'll get to be a participant she in the world to meet for the people, first time. Fall in love and do her thing. Elsa has this counterpoint, literally and musically. Yes. Um that you know, her goal is conceal, don't feel. This is going to be a really dumb day, but I have to, like, this I is going to be an agonizing day. It. It's like, um, the it's agony to wait is a line they both say. Sure. Um, and it means something totally different for both of them. And so I think it's neat, especially as someone who has seen the movie and knowing Elsa's track, is that hers is it she's countering uh Anna's I want with an I don't want mm-hmm. or I fear she's yeah. actually, she's so um and it's the, the to me this movie is about them on these like parallel tracks where like Anna is wanting the connection Elsa's fearing it and then but really she has to undo the fear to get them both what they want which is Anna's safety and sister love I don't think Mike, I understood the end there. Mike drop onto a soft I pillow. Don't, I don't think I understood the end. <laughs> That's okay. I probably did. I yep. Elsa needs to overcome the fear? Yes, I think. I don't think she does that. Um, so 
Okay. All right. So okay. let's go into uh, acts. Let's go into third act. Let's talk about, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk, talk about So acts. one of the things that's interesting about both of these movies mm-hmm. is they have, uh, one, I want to say, I really enjoy both of these movies. Mm-hmm. But they have some structural problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Hero 6, I think a lot of it is in story construction, and some of it is in third act. Um, but Frozen very much has has some story issues and very much has some some third act problems. Yes. For, yeah, Frozen has act problems in general. I, I wonder, to me, I don't notice. I had remembered Big Hero 6's like, final action sequence being more confusing and superfluous than the first time I saw it than yeah. this time. So to me, I don't have as many issues with their structural, but it's, it might be because Frozen is working within a historical frame of like the Renaissance three acts. Sure. Um, it's trying for a more traditional beginning, middle and end. And yeah. I feel like Big Hero 6 kind of flips that from the beginning that you have this like dynamic you're meeting all of Tadashi's friends that don't seem to have anything to do with anything. And then they eventually tie And then they in. disappear and then they come back. And that's a different yeah. thing. So Frozen, Frozen like anyway, you said, kind of follows the, um, or tries to follow the Renaissance structure. Mm-hmm. You've got a, you've got a, some kind of opening sequence of world building. Uh, you got an I want. You've got um, the most, uh, at least the most marketing uh, friendly um, character coming in at almost exactly the halfway point. That's your that's your Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. That's really it's like when Be Our Guest happens. That's your Be Our Guest. It's Genie, yeah. and it's Olaf. Yeah. Like right at the halfway point, these these characters that come to represent the movie in a lot of people's eyes um, are introduced halfway through the movie. Um, so it does it does that. Um, and so, like, as a musical, it knows where its beats are. But it's trying to do some unconventional things, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But also, it went through enough rewrites late in the game that the acts don't... There are, there are these kind of jarring uh, <laughs> moments let's where talk the about, puzzle pieces Let's talk about the together. elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. This is Hans. Hans is... Na- he turns into a villain... Uh, like twenty minutes before the end, based and on nothing, no foreshadowing. There like, is no no preparation. The first time I saw the movie, I just assumed because I I missed things. I just assumed I missed something. <laughs> I, honestly, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, no, that was probably there's probably a whole thing, and yeah. I probably just missed it. Wow, mm-hmm. that's clever. But then I watched it a second time, and I'm like, and like even watching this time, we're like we're watching Hans because. Anna goes to say to rescue Elsa. Mm-hmm. Hans is put in charge, mm-hmm. and he does a really nice job. He does a better job than the two royal people who abandoned who their abandoned kingdom. their people. He's like he, handing out. He deserves out, to be in charge. He's All handing right. out blankets. You he's getting everyone into the main hall so yeah. they can have hot soup. He's, yeah, he's leading the country pretty well, yeah. or the city, or whatever. Yeah. So he's Hans is great. So this turn, so they try to do like a shade or two because he, he and the Wesselton dum dums and Weaseltown. Mm-hmm, and the best joke in Zootopia, mm-hmm. um, go off to find Anna, who went to find Elsa, but instead they just find Elsa and they capture her, and they lock her up in a room with frozen 
uh, muffs uh, on her hands. And from that point, you kind of see that Hans is, you see that he's at least operating on fear. And that ties in with the central thread of the movie. It tie- and so you're like, okay, this Hans is is misguided, but his intentions are fine. Yeah. But this is this is going to be bad for him. And then the scene where he goes, oh, I just wish that someone loved you is out of nowhere. It's just... It's... You could have made it... So what happened here is they, in the original Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen... Um, the Snow Queen is the villain. And so I feel like I see this in the last moments of Let It Go, um, this, the, that the smirk on her face and the cold never bothered me anyway, that in earlier drafts she was going to then become the villain mm. and whether she would like reverse at the very end, right, like see the error of her ways because of love. I don't know how that went. But Hans was developed as a character before they needed him to be a villain. Right. So like the duet is lovely. Uh, the love is an open door and it doesn't set him up at all. Uh, him giving out blankets to people who are cold doesn't set him up at all. No, he like, seems like a great guy. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see we've, and we talked even during the movie about some different ways to do that. And mm-hmm. I would just, I would love to see him slowly corrupted or I would like to see yeah. him even just have a point in being like, no, you you ran off. Yeah. You don't get to be queen. Mm-hmm. I've been taking care of these people. Well, you ran off and yeah. and Elsa made like a frozen lake. Like mm-hmm. I've been taking care. Of. He would have a legitimate point and he'd be a very compelling bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like he could take that too far. Yeah. Like killing Anna. Yeah. That beat could still be in there mm-hmm. and he could still be a very compelling bad guy. Yeah. Who we like feel for and who like Elsa like had good intentions kind of screwed up yeah. and then, then like her intention her good intention of leaving mm-hmm. so that she didn't mess anyone up like mess things up more right like we could have a very compelling bad guy yeah, here but we, we don't but we don't uh yeah the duke of wesselton or whatever his name is Weaseltown. Uh, <laughs> works better because he's the first one to call elsa monster yeah um i like that he's not the villain yeah no that's fine yeah but he could be the, I feel like you could have made this like a mob without Gaston situation. Mm. I mean, then all the people are, yeah, right? then they're all accountable the people at of the Arendelle end, but then you have to rule over them and that gets dicey. That's a but, whole thing. Yeah. So they probably decided against that. But um, yeah, so structurally, there are some things. Yeah. Um, I also remember like early posters of this was like, um, Elsa and Kristoff on one side of Olaf mm. and Anna and Hans on the other side. Oh, interesting. And their hair matches, right? And Kristoff is, he works with ice, yeah. which is doesn't matter for anything in the movie. No. And so, what, you know, put a person who works with ice with someone who can make ice. Yeah, they make ice. kind of a big deal about that and then yeah. nothing happens. So I think they were supposed to both be coupled up mm. with their respective hair twins um that's these are my theories yeah. knowing nothing i don't work for the walt disney company yeah it's it's it is really interesting though there's like some threads that are like there that are never mm-hmm. explored um yeah oh do do you like do you like hans like as a character i i think he's charming does he work for you at the beginning um yeah because they're 
I, I think it, he works for me because of some conventions they throw in terms of the storytelling and musical theater. Mm-hmm. Like their romance duet is not I See the Light. It's not a whole new world. It's this quirky, awkward yeah. thing. And that's fun. And so you're like, oh, Hans is cool. Like yeah. he's quirky and awkward like Anna. So they're a good match. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think he works or he doesn't not work. Kristoff's yeah. more fun. But given Hans, less to do than almost Hans. Hans, I forgot, was a thing oh. after the first time I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you and definitely other people have been like, yo, you want to do it? Love's an open door. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> people are like, from Frozen. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what song? I don't like for some reason that whole section just like. Whew. Well, worse is that I discovered. In the middle of seeing the Broadway show of Frozen last year, that Love is an Open Door as a song is a reference to. Do you want to like to Anna knocking on Elsa's doors? I told you this at the time. Don't give me that surprise face. I, no, I discovered it five years later what that song's joke is. Oh, because. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a thing to say like, ah, Love is an Open Door. So open like the, book, open door, I don't know. Like the first line? Like the central motif, like, yeah. Like, life has been a series of doors in my face. Yeah. I did, like, honest had some tough times. No, seriously. It's a clever song that has been going over my head l- for liter- five years. literally about doors being closed. Yeah. Oh, I get it. She sings... Uh, I get it now. First time in forever is basically about doors being open. Yes. Okay. Windows open, so is that door. Yeah, it's the first line of like every song in the movie is yeah. about doors. And if it this just... if this movie was called Doors, it would still work. Instead, and of it might have still missed me. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of uh, what I discovered in watching oh. Frozen on Broadway mm. is that it wasn't very good. But you still got to see Aladdin on Broadway to appreciate how good. Frozen Broadway was, even though it wasn't very good. I don't. I do need to see Lion <laughs> King on Broadway. You do need because to see that. I need to be shown that Disney can do something on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Frozen, Frozen, so to be clear, Frozen was fine that, on Broadway. That is the mode of review that I hear about it. it that was is the most common. <laughs> way too fine. long. Way too long. Yeah. Like it was an extra hour or something. There's no reason any of the Disney ones, including Tamer's Lion King, need to be longer than the movie. Like, do the Disney Parks version of it. And, like, okay, I charge, don't... Charge a I don't lesser amount, but you can do two shows two a night. In. You can do a yeah. 5 o'clock and an 8 o'clock. Oh, like, that'd be great. You could double your capacity. Yeah. Anyway. I, like, I honestly don't mind throwing another song or two in, but, like, another hour? No. 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 Um, I don't need an intermission for a Disney show. Thank you. All right. So, Dick, I'm going to rewind to fast forward. So rewind to fast forward. Hans... Being like a surprise villain doesn't work in Frozen, but it's less important because it's not really about Hans. Do you think the surprise villain, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. in Big Hero 6 works structurally, emotionally, whateverly? Uh, here's the thing I don't really care. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's. No, it's a similar. Like. It's not that it works or doesn't work. It's just like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? Because it's not a care. Like, so the the idea is there was this industrialist 
Elon Musky, Steve Jobsy like Cray kind of yeah. guy called Cray, and he wanted to buy Hero's uh, like nanobots or mini bots mm-hmm. things that he made, and Hero won't sell them uh, because this professor because there's this professor who's more benevolent. And he's like, I'll teach you science, and he's well, and he specifically says. Don't sell to Cray. Right. He cuts corners and yeah. just to make a profit and he won't like he won't do your invention justice. Right. So Hero uh honestly no, I don't know. Okay, so Hero is gonna or Cray wanted to buy them from Hero, and Hero said, No, I'm gonna go with this guy who's gonna teach me science instead. Mm-hmm. He leaves the building, the building explodes. Yeah. And we think that uh, the professor. The, well, we think that the, the the stuff is gone. Yeah. Uh, the invention's gone. As uh-huh. it turns out, the professor is a super villain now, and he yeah. has them. But we thought it might be Cray. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think it was Cray. No, they they dangle him as like the first Scooby Doo villain suspect. And like it's, very obvious. Almost by a Scooby-Doo character. Well, yeah, I was going to say. That T.J. Miller character is basically shaggy. It's the dumbest character. Well, it's Fred. His name is Fred. His yeah, name that's is Fred. True. That's so, true. But yeah, he's the dumbest character. So for him to have like solved it didn't make sense. Yeah. And so, that early also. So at no point was I like, ah, it's Cray. Right. I was like, ah, it's someone else. I thought it might be the brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So the surprise of it being the uh, professor... The, I didn't. I don't know. I don't care. Well, and I'm a little. I'm a little confused on timeline. So obviously, his daughter being teleportation frozen had to happen before the, the fire. The professor's daughter was teleportation frozen before. It had the to fire. happen before the fire. But I think very recently before the fire. Yeah, but also like, I feel like then he would have just when he had him there with um at the science fair would have just been like. Hey, yo, you killed my daughter. Get away from this guy. Like, if it's so fresh, you would have yeah. thought that maybe he wouldn't choose his words so Yeah, there's a lot of wisely or cryptically. Like There's a lot of stuff like that in this movie that mm-hmm. I just the the to be honest, the beginning of this movie bothers me more than the end. Interesting. Yeah. Say more. So the beginning of this movie, we are uh, we see this super brilliant robot genius kid mm-hmm. named Hero in a, like a robot fighting arena mm-hmm. and his brother's like yo you shouldn't be in that robot fighting arena you should be like using your genius for something more wealth more more good mm-hmm. and our hero hero is like well i don't want to go to nerd school with you why not i think that's more like brotherly teasing i didn't read it that way but i understand your but like he yeah. he often calls it nerd school and mm-hmm. even the characters that he meets that go to that school are like, Oh, but welcome the, to nerd school. The instant he sees it, he's like, I want to go to there. Yeah, because his brother works in like a experimental robot lab. Did yeah. Hero not know that? Yeah, I don't I mean, he's also fourteen. I feel like that accounts for some of it. Like he's I mean young. Hero, I am in an experimental robot lab at school. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'd be very interested in that. Well, I didn't know it could slice apples. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's so there's just like weirdness mm-hmm. at the beginning where I'm like, I don't I don't really buy all of all of sure. what's going on. And I think 
I think some of it is, uh, I would guess, because mm-hmm. they're pulling from source material and they want to include sure. as many of the things as they can sure. without like overwhelming us. Mm-hmm. But it just leads me feeling inconsistencies in the world yeah. even if there aren't any yeah like even if like you said that's just brotherly teasing and it's like it no that's ma- fair but i just like i feel the inconsistency uh-huh. so this movie doesn't actually hook me until we get baymax on screen baymax i mean what it, yeah frozen has better characters in general than olaf but baymax for me is the olaf that like Every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, what's he going to do next? Yeah. Like, uh, it's so funny. So let's talk Let's talk about our white fluffy characters. Hornberger. <laughs> All right. So so we'll start, with, we'll start with Big Hero 6. Yeah. Oh, um, not Olaf. Baymax. Baymax. Uh, you said Hornberger. I did say Hornberger. People should be using Scott Adsit for more things. Yeah. Scott, Scott Adsit, Adsit is the actor who plays Pete Hornberger on the sitcom 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. He's great in it. It's like this side, side, side character, um, but everything he says is great, and it's kind of like a sad sack guy. You don't imagine him being a robot in a Marvel in a Marvel movie. I keep saying Marvel. You're doing really good. Um, you don't imagine him, yeah, being the voice talent behind a Marvel robot yeah. on paper. He is amazing. He's great. Uh, he does a very good like kind of like affected um, robot, like gentle voice. He does a very good drunk robot. Yeah. Like he, when his battery gets low, he just basically becomes a drunk robot. I could, I could kind of uh, starts rubbing a cat as a hairy yeah. baby. Yeah. Hairy baby. He's great. He's, he's tremendous <laughs> in it. And oh, so I, good. I, I would say that the character of Baymax is really excellent at both uh, being like, because he is sort of the comic relief mm-hmm. for a lot of the movie, because he's slow moving and slow thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and very like just watching this giant robot guy like, like Twink- twinkle. He, he is not fast. He is not. I am not fast. He says, um, but watching him like tiptoe around a thing so as not to knock it over, very funny. Uh-huh. But he also is the heart of the movie. Yeah, he he captures. He he takes on both, mm-hmm. uh, and like leaving other characters to be uh, w- more of whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 just really neat that as this like robot who is programmed to do healthcare, um, it's a neat conceit for then it to kind of be the surrogate for Hero's brother, and also both figuratively and literally the thing by which he moves past his grief. Um, I was reading that the plot of this movie is very, it's loosely based on the Marvel series Mm -hmm. that it's mostly a fresh story. Um, And uh, so that's like, I, like I don't even think it's a healthcare robot. And I think um, Baymax is kind of just this like shape shifting alien troll kind of dude in the comic um and so even just the the physical um design was inspired by a visit the animators made to like an actual robotics lab where they were messing with inflatable vinyl um and i think it adds a lot and the other thing is he was supposed to appear only like halfway through the movie Mm. in, in original drafts they had to 
redo basically the first act of the movie after a lot of it was finished to introduce him earlier. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, say say more. Well, I mean, the uh, my biggest problem with this movie is the first act mm-hmm. being like kind of inconsistent and rushed. Mm-hmm. So that would explain a lot of why that is. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that makes sense. The, um, and I think it's good that you introduce him early on because halfway through, I don't, I just think it wouldn't stick the landing. And he becomes, like I said, he becomes the heart of this movie. He's an emotional support to Hero. Mm-hmm. And without he, actually having emotional skills. Right, without actually having emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he also, uh, he keeps asking the question, how, like, how will this help? Or will this help? Yeah. And that question, like, by the end, uh, it's almost an accusation. Mm-hmm. But And at the beginning, it's just like... it's. Like, I he's, fail to see how this will help your yeah. mood stability. Yeah. Yeah. He's such an innocent. And it's really mm-hmm. like, will, will wings make me a better healthcare provider? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the the moment where they're flying for the first time... And he like dips him down. He's like, I sense your, whatever it is, like serotonin levels are are yeah. way up. Um, this this like this can conclude now. And hero hesitates, and then Baymax falls, and then flies again, like because yeah. he instinctually knows, like, all right, let's let's do this again. Let's keep for this, this going <laughs> because this treatment is working. Yeah, this treatment of flying you yeah. around. And it's it, like you said, it's neat that it makes you as the audience, and it makes hero the character, kind of process it that way each time he asks and each time um that just like this distraction having something to work on and work forward on does make him rise up out of his grief and and helps him move forward who's who's our lily white innocent in frozen oh absolutely olaf yeah yeah tell me about olaf i love her so much um similarly Josh Gad does an excellent job. Dick, you can say anything you want about Josh Gad in other movies. A lot of it's true. But this movie Everything is like Everything I've ever said about Josh Gad is 100% true. <laughs> he's terrible if I see him. <laughs> if I don't, he's So what great. is the other... You said there's two... Book of Mormon. Oh, because you only listened to the cast album. I mean, I, I never saw him. I never saw him. Okay. I bet he'd be great. Anyway... Um, like pitch perfect. This is like Ellen DeGeneres as Dory level of like voice acting where like just his reads of things. It just are, syncs up correctly. And it's, it's really good writing for this character because he never says a line that you're expecting. Mm. Um, it's all like, right. He, I, I just, the, the Sven and Sven thing is like the most obvious. Yeah. It's like a 20 minute running gag that you forget about. Until he says it again, he's introducing Olaf who's was this, who's this donkey-looking fellow, Sven, and who's the reindeer, Sven. Oh, Sven and Sven, easy for me to remember. Mm-hmm. The moment is dropped. It could have been a punchline on its own, but no, he addresses Kristoff as Sven three more times. Like it's far enough and apart. And then, like later in the movie, uh, the trolls, I think. Yeah, something is like I think. Yeah, like they the find out. The Kristoff. And that's, that blows Olaf's mind. Oh, Kristoff. But the reveal, like, <laughs> but 
the rest of the cast is like mind blown by something else. Yeah. And it's really it's a really nice it's payoff. Yeah. For it for a very long running game. Or just the it appears I've been impaled. <laughs> like yeah. just the delivery. He does this like little grunt laugh mm-hmm. after or before most lines and it it gets me every time. Um the knocking get like knock. Just knock. Do you think she knows how to knock? Yeah. It's it's really good. And it's not overdoing it. Mm-mm. Like in certain shorts. Yeah. Um, and it's nice not having him there from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. he would be too much. He would be too much for a hundred and whatever Four minutes. Four minutes, yeah. Um, but they put him in at the halfway mark, which no. is correct. It's rightly proportioned. And he's, yeah, it's, it's really funny. It's... My favorite thing Josh Gad's ever done. And he's comic relief, comic relief, comic relief, up until he's one of the only characters left who can help mm-hmm. Anna, and then he does, and then he starts a fire for her, even yeah. if it means him melting. or like. Yeah. And he does deliver heart by the end of it, and he's yeah, so he does. naive and innocent. I mean, his whole conceit, his big song is he wants to know what summer feels like. Yeah. Like. Should we tell him? No. <laughs> no. It's it's interesting how how both of these movies take this innocent character mm-hmm. and use them to like and they well, Baymax does sacrifice himself. Mm-hmm. Olaf almost sacrifices mm-hmm. himself uh, to save the main character. And they lighten these movies that on their own cover some very dark things. Mm-hmm. Both movies have death, both movies have alienation and grief and fear versus love i mean the one thing i will say about the the surprise villain even if it's less consequential in Mm -hmm. big hero six is that it does provide a foil that this man's grief of his daughter disappearing takes the form of him exacting this like super villain revenge versus hero's grief is okay how can i eventually it's like how can i help people Right. Someone needs to help. I would have I would have loved to see Hero go a little bit farther in the revenge mm. thing because the the parallel is yeah. there because uh, at one point Hero reprograms Baymax yes. yeah. to just be a killing robot. Just killing Professor Callahan. And uh yeah, so I would like to see that taken a little farther. Yeah. Um can I talk about um a part in in each of these movies that just bothered the heck out of me. Sure. Um, it's when our main character says something, and then everything changes based on a dumb or non-existent observation. Explain. Great. So in Big Hero Six, there's this fight scene at the end, and everyone is trapped. Everyone is about to be like destroyed or crushed mm-hmm. or, or something. And then our hero, hero, mm-hmm. says, Hey, everyone, use your brains. Think of a different way. Look at it from a different angle. And then everyone thinks of a different way and they escape. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's stupid. It's a weird, like, para motif besides, yeah. like, grief and forward momentum it's like, it's like using your things brain and looking at a at different things. angle yeah but it's like uh, yeah i don't know it, it drove me nuts okay because it that's fair because he's like hey everyone be smarter and they're like 
That makes sense. <laughs> I, you know what? I should have tried escaping this. But they all escape cool. Yeah. Then oh. what about what is it in Frozen? Love. Uh, at the end, Anna sacrifices herself. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, there's, I think Olaf's like, oh, true love. And Elsa's like, oh, love. And then uses love to unfreeze so everything. Yeah. So that's the thing. And it's like, when was you were she saying, using other emotions to freeze things? Yes. But it so was. I think, I think it's before that moment. Uh-huh. I, to me, it is clear that whenever Elsa is most afraid, okay. that's when the most things get frozen poorly. They're, they get frozen poorly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she, it, well, just like the trolls say at the beginning, she has to control her power. Love will win. Fear will destroy things. Yeah. Right? Like they, they literally say that. So to me, what becomes a little, I, I, I think I know what they wanted and I think they kind of ended up showing a different thing than they wanted to show. Yeah. The act of love, I think in their mind, the act of love is Elsa finally giving into her love. Because if the act of love was Anna shielding Elsa, why yeah. would she freeze? She f- only an act of love can unfreeze. So that wasn't it. I disagree. She only unfreezes after Elsa like hugs frozen Anna. I see that differently. Okay. Yeah, I think she's just freezing because she freezes. You think it's like taking effect? At well, like, her her hands are already like blue. Like it, like it takes like thirty minutes for an Advil to kick in. Yeah. Okay. Like she just happens to freeze at that point. Okay. She was going to freeze either way. Okay. And the okay, her selfless act of love like takes a second to kick takes in. Takes a second to kick in. Okay. That's how that's how I see it. That might yeah. not be how it's intended. That might yeah. not be, it, but that's. The way it looked to me. No, and that's that's fair. That would make more logical sense. Yeah. But I think... But it does make sense To that me, Elsa is the one who needed to choose love. Like, Anna... If, right? Like, Anna yeah. sacrificing herself for Elsa is very much... Uh, it reminds me of Moana. I'm like, well, you were going to do that anyway. Yeah. Why is this a big deal now? And that's And that's why I kind of see Elsa as like... Especially with the context of Frozen Two, mm-hmm. Elsa kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. That's all. She's got the best songs. I mean, yeah, but just as a person, she kind of sucks. Yeah. She like ignores her sister and tells her what to do and takes advantage of her. Puts and... other people in danger for yeah. her own gain. She yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. I mean, she is a member of the ruling class, mm. so mm. that's kind of goes with the territory. Yeah. Um. Might be on Wesselton's side here. <laughs> Should have taken her out. But yeah, it is a pretty quick like, oh, so maybe like now she understands love with that act of selflessness. Yeah, it's just a very. And then she can make everything green again right away. <laughs> it's just like, um, it's just like when you say to someone who's depressed, like, try not being depressed. Right. And it's like, hey, you've been very scared. Have you tried love? Oh, yeah. I'll try love. I will. I think there's an argument for, and I don't really think it's in the text. Go for it. But I think there's an argument for this thing that she was most scared of the entire time was losing Anna. Uh-huh. And so now Anna has been lost and mm. she is returned from the dead. So now she's like, that fear is unfounded. Like, or that, like, she's sure. already 
uh, the thing she's most afraid of has already happened. I, I will. And now she can like release the tension. I'm gonna build fear. off that and say that one of the other things she was most afraid of is being close to Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she yeah actually embraces her. Mm-hmm. Something that she is she refuses to do yeah. through the whole movie is yeah. to touch Anna. Yeah. She embraces her, and then the melt happens. Okay. It's just the line that bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be honest. An act of true love. Yeah. But anyway, as much as we're nitpicking at these movies. We love these movies. These are like 96 percent, 96 percentile movies, yeah, like, I feel like, for me. Frozen Frozen has a, a lot of skips for me. Like, if I've got the DVD going, all right, there are a couple of chapter skips. Sure, sure. Like. I can bypass most of the action scenes. Um, and also, I always forget that there's like a kind of a let it go, build a snowman reprise. Is it snowman? What is it? The, that's the sort of reprise in the first Ice Palace. Time, first time in forever. Thank you. Oh, I yeah. love that scene. I, no, I'm saying I always oh, okay. forget that. Okay. I, I love it. Yeah. I always forget that that's there. Their voices work really well together. Yeah. Kristen um, Bell, Adina Menzel. Good work. Oh. And yeah, Big Hero Six, like it's got some, it's got some structural problems, and you know, T.J. Miller's kind of a creep, but I really, yeah, man, he's funny, so he should not be getting jobs. That's okay. Well, I don't That's, think he yeah, is. No, it's really. not okay. That's uh, good. But yeah, Big Hero Six, great. I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah, we still, you know, when we bump fists, every once in a while we'll go. Oh my gosh! Like Baymax does. So. That's my, that's, that reliably makes me laugh out loud the way they do it. Dick, are we ready for the final cut? Yes. All right. We are ready for the final cut. Dick, I'd like you to shout out a scene. I got back from vacation last night. You did. At less than 24 hours ago. I couldn't fall asleep Mm -hmm. until like 1.30 or 2. Oh, yeah? Uh, Are you ready to go to bed now? I've been ready to go to bed since I woke up. <laughs> All right. So, Dick. Yeah. Shout us out a scene in Frozen. No. You. Okay. Go. Um, I mean, at the risk of uh, beating a frozen horse, Let It Go is a great scene. Yeah. The song is great. The, um, like, Idina Menzel, excellent performance. Yeah. Lopez is Excellent writing. Yeah. And the animation goes with it. And I think this is like, you know, for all the cynical people like, well, Disney is just making money. This is the thing that Disney does better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I and I think this is live action. They do the best musical sequences. I've never seen a live action filmed musical sequence better than my favorite Disney musical like, moments. Like um, Prince of Egypt comes close in some areas. right. right. And like, but it's but it's a lot of people who used to work for Disney. Disney people, <laughs> they had right? kind of perfected uh, it. Yeah, there's like there's like some Don Bluth that is nice, but it doesn't quite get there. I know you're giving me a face. I guess he did Anastasia. He <laughs> like, did Anastasia. Well, you talking about songs and Don Bluth also, movies? It's also, not... <laughs> I really enjoy No Cats in America. I think that's yeah, a it really well. well staged song. So like like high points of musical animation scene, Circle of Life. Beauty yeah. and the Beast, part of your world. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Like it is a it's little bit there. simpler than some of those scenes. Huh. It's probably the closest to part of your world, but 
the detail in which they like every single piece works together to show the like unburdening of Elsa's fears Mm -hmm. and her slow gain of confidence and like being okay in her skin, literally being okay in her skin and her powers. She starts the song doing little like snow bursts from her hands. She creates an Olaf. That's a nice Easter egg for later. She makes this staircase in like the first chorus that's like kind of like icy and scraggly. Yeah, she starts walking and then up she it. starts walking on it, and it smooths out and becomes shinier. And her voice gets like steadier and beltier. And by the end, she's but you know by the final the chorus, music the music is swelling and music swells. She's creating these giant silvery shiny yeah. columns. They're already perfect. They don't need a second. Frozen fractals all around. Gloss, frozen fractals all around. Yeah, like the the little point in this song where the lyrics just become a lot of like cold metaphors and it seems like yeah. much. You're not looking at Elsa. You're looking at the architecture. Like it's just it's so well directed. Yeah. And every single creator who is a part of it knows the through line, knows the arc, and it is flawlessly executed. I mean, there's a reason that seven-year-old boy said, if she was real, I'd marry her. Like, it's not even like a romantic attraction. It's just the moment is so big that you have no choice but to be blown away by it. Um, And kudos. Yeah. Kudos. I mean, there's a reason that everyone got sick of everyone else who wanted to hear that song on repeat yeah and me being part of the latter group i had that song on and repeat. we we had this discussion uh i remember hearing uh when i was a kid the pop version of a whole new world yeah or like radio, the elton john lion king the elton john lion king on the this radio one the demi lovato is it demi lovato there's a demi lovato pop version of let it go and that peaked at like number 24 on the That's charts. That's the one they put on the radio first. Yeah. They're like, well, this is the radio song. And then it flipped. <laughs> like, yeah. People, I think people demanded Idina Menzel's version, the movie version. And the movie version went to like number four on the charts. Yes, it and number did. one on the dance charts. And like, we were trying to figure out the last musical theater song, Disney or not, yeah. that did that. And it might like, Hamilton, the album went number one but, but there's like, not a single i don't that. think the radio played hamilton no not unless there was like a special promotion or something if the in the heights movie does well maybe that because that's pretty radio friendly yeah but i think seasons of love must have been the last one Might that been, like yeah. charted um but yeah this what like i remember asking my kids that same year the ones who had seen it which version they liked better and they yeah. were like 50 50 and then by the next year like Demi Demi Lahu, like Demi Lovato what version? Did this? What? <laughs> There's what only one. About? It's the Elsa no, version. The Elsa version. Yeah, it's a yeah. good song. Yeah, it's good. And uh, uh, by the way, big fan of Adina recorded. Recorded. Not, She's great. Recorded. Not great live. I no. I I will say that. Not great like, on live TV. Live TV. I saw the. Now I'm even forgetting. If then, not a great musical. She was great. Yeah. I was expecting wonky notes and i didn't get any yeah she was great uh she's was amazing on chess live in concert hey there you go uh one of the best musicals ever made yeah, yeah. well yeah okay yeah. dick you have a scene shout out for frozen that's yeah. not chess i'm gonna say wandering oaken shop yeah <laughs> i love i love that that little hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. like his little greeting 
to the like is I lo- I love the the giant cute man. Yes. The there's there's not a ton to it, but you also get like Christian coming in looking like a looking like a Han Solo or something like or looking like a Mandalorian. Yeah. Right. He's got like yeah. he's all iced all over frosted. and he's just like there's carrots behind you. Get out of my way. Yeah. Um. And then a nice reveal of 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 him. So yeah, yeah I'm just like a wandering oaken shop makes me happy. Yeah. It's goofy and fun in a place where it really needed to be goofy and fun. And it inspires like the main extra the song that is best, good. The in best the song Broadway. in the Frozen Broadway. Hug. Hug. Anyway. Uh all right. So we got Big Hero Six. Yeah. You got a scene shout out? Hmm. Do you have one off the top of your head? I did, and now I've lost it. Okay, I can I can go then. Uh, so scene shout out for Big Hero 6, movie about a big, fluffy robot man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my, my scene for Big Hero 6, my scene shout out for Big Hero 6, is uh, when... I'm sorry, the brother's name, do you remember? Tadashi. It? Tadashi. Tadashi. Um, Tadashi has died, and Hiro is dealing with Baymax for the first time. Um, it is just delightful watching him uh, and this giant robot try and like understand each other mm-hmm. a little bit, and watching him watching hero a little bit uh imprint some i i think baymax takes the place of tadashi in in some way like he's hero's new big brother in like a kind of weird way mm-hmm. and i think even in that first scene you can kind of see him imprinting some of that uh big brotherness on mm-hmm. the robot mm-hmm. so i guess just in general that also second minor shout out mm-hmm to the scene where they're in the police station yeah. and Baymax is uh, taping up scotch holes on taping. his arm very slowly and patiently scotch taping himself. How about you, Kate? Um, it's, more of a, it's more of a moment shout out. Yeah. Um, you see like the, the scenes after um, Tadashi dying it's like a little bit of like a silent montage and then the first scene where you see hero again is you're meant you're you're told it's like weeks later um Mm -hmm. through the storytelling and his um he's just kind of either on his computer or reading a book or something his aunt Cass, who's like well she's low-key star of the movie she's so great uh she comes up and she she has a plate of breakfast she says, breakfast, uh, you know, how are you doing? And she puts the breakfast plate down, takes the other plate away, which is full of all three like courses from dinner, dinner yeah. that he did not touch. Mm. And she makes no mention at it. She just clears the plate, asks him, oh, hey, you know, the school called again. You can still, you know, enroll because you got in. And and it's just, it's a neat moment Um that tells you everything you need to know about the last, whatever, six weeks or four months, whatever it yeah. is that like, you know, she's, she's trying to get back to a normal, but she's also giving him time because he's 14. And like, you see how he's processing it. You see how she's processing it. Yeah. 
you see the passage of time. It it just really neat. Yeah, that's strong. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Um, if you were to Ooh. decide which do we do first? Crossover? Um, crossover? Sure. Yeah. Um, if you were to crossover hmm. a, an element from each movie, hmm. what would you do? What would you cross? I so I would cross uh I would cross Aunt Cass over to Frozen. Mm. Uh just to to whip these girls into shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh because well, one, I think Aunt Cass and Anna would get along really well. Yes. Um but also I feel like there's a joke in Big Hero 6 that I also think would work well in Frozen. Um like it just kind of has that feel where uh Tadashi picks up Hero on his bike. He like rescues him mm. uh from a fight yeah. earlier and then he goes, "Are you okay?" and Hero goes, "Yeah." and he goes then what were you thinking? And he starts hitting him. Yeah. And then the same thing happens later with Aunt Cass, who's like, are you boys okay? Yeah. And then she grabs them both by the ear. What were you thinking? Then? Yeah. So I think I think she uh, would be a good mother figure to Anna. Aww. Yeah. She'd, she'd be good at getting them both through their grief of their parents passing, yeah. too. That would be... And she might, have, she might have taught Anna to not fall in love with Hanses. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Kate? Yeah, let's say speaking of Hans. <gasps> speaking of Hans. Um, let's let's re- let's um Yeah. What do I want to do here? Hmm. Yeah, let's switch. I'm going to make it up as I go along. Let's switch Hans and Professor Callahan as surprise villains. And so uh, so I want Professor Callahan to have maybe a different backstory cuz like robots and teleporters don't really work in Frozen, but like oh. Uh, some kind of background that That'd makes... be like having some sort of weird fire lizard and also the wind and also some rock men and also a water horse. I can't... There's got to be a Moana too so that we can just... Oh my God, right? Rip. Okay. I mean, Frozen 2 is very good. It's um, great. <laughs> Holds up. I want... So basically, I want a backstory. I want a Big Hero 6 backstory for the surprise villain that ties into... Clear themes of fear and love. It's not hard mm. to do. That ties into the themes of Frozen. Okay. Better than the non-tied at all surprise villain Deal. of Frozen. I accept that. Abstract answer. Kate, let me ask you this. Yeah. If you were going to pick a most valuable uh, P, <sighs> that could be like you're a person, a yeah. character, a creative involved... Who's your Who's your MVP of uh, Big Hero Six slash Frozen? I got like it's Baymax. Yeah, yeah. Baymax is great. Baymax, it, it consistent laughs, consistent like tears welling up in my eyes. Yeah, such an un, like with Olaf as a close second because of this. I I love when a character in a more traditionally presented children's movie just surprises the pants off me like. Just everything they say and do is new and different and somewhat absurd, and you can't wait for the next thing. Um, I think uh, like Stitch is one of these in a different way. Mm. Um, Olaf, Baymax. There's, there's, there are others, but yeah. goodness, Baymax is fun. Baymax is a blast. I want one. Yeah, same. Also, it would just be a helpful resource. I- I'm pretty big and slow in life. But you can't spray antibacterial on me when I scrape my. I mean, if we arm. got some Bactine, I could. It's not that hard. 
Dick, who's your MVP? Uh, or what? Not Hans Kristen Anderson Lopez. Oh. You see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Not Hans and not Hans <laughs> Christian of, Anderson. There's a lot of. But Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a double MVP. Yeah. They, like, so I was already a fan of theirs from Avenue Q. Mm-hmm. Or that's specifically Robert. That's right? Robert. Mm-hmm. And Book of Mormon. Robert. And I didn't really know Kristen Anderson. But at you the do time. now. I do now. Oh, absolutely, I do now. Uh, the voice of Rue. Yeah, I think I know Kristen. No, Anderson. the voice of Kanga. Sorry, the voice of Kanga. Rue is one of their daughters, just okay. like I one of the Annas in Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Oh, that's cool. They think they're both their daughters, like the two uh, little Annas. Yeah. Uh, that's cute. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, they, they, they're great songwriters. Yeah. Uh, clearly, uh, they have entertained me a great deal mm-hmm. in their previous works and mm-hmm. also their conversation with Lynn Manuel and uh, Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz. You've never and, heard of him and Alan Menken. Uh, yeah, um, which we talk about in Thirty Days of Plus. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and listen to that for whatever reason, um, oh, if you want, yeah. if you want, it's a good episode though. Yeah, um, but also you should watch that. It's on the Beauty and the Beast special features. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Twenty uh, fifth anniversary. It's on Disney Plus. That's what I mean. The yeah. Disney Plus Beauty and the Beast. Oh, extras. you have to find your way. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the searching on is still the Blu-ray bonkers. Too. Here's the thing. Uh, Let it go is a beautifully written song. Mm. The uh, uh, Do you want to build a snowman? Is a beautifully written song. Mm-hmm. Loves an open door is kind of forgettable, but great. Uh, Reindeer are better than people. Awesome. Yeah. Summer, great. I love Fixer Upper. I know other people don't, I and like, that's okay. I, I have come around to the trolls. I I enjoy the trolls. They I did really, not make sense the first time. I really love that song, but it's like my favorite line in maybe musical theater. Which one? I'm not saying you could change him, but uh, the people, people make don't really bad change. Yeah, when they're mad or scared or stressed. Yeah, it's like it just puts it out there. You're like, whoa, yeah, yeah they do. And also, that's where we get to see. Um, I want to call him Sven, but his name is not Sven. Kristoff. Where we get to see Kristoff be awkward and yeah. goobery. Yeah, and we like, even though it's this crazy, strange family pushing. Uh-huh them together we get to see their relationship mm-hmm. start to form it's really cute mm-hmm. anyway so yeah the lopez's yeah Th- thank you fun fact uh robert won uh his egot through this oh yeah the o of his egot which was the last letter he needed nice so happy egot oof only one you got in that household there there's the 30 rock full circle do you think do you, you think got. that comes up in arguments um it's like where do you want to yeah, eat tonight right. oh no i don't want chinese Okay, well, look, I'm the I have the egot. I'm the egot this, of the household. So I get to choose. Do you think that comes up? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I wonder how far Christian Anderson Lopez is at this point. I wonder yeah. if Frozen won anything. Well, she lives in New York, so probably within ten miles. Okay. Um, Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dick. The final final cut cut of the episode. Yes. Do you? For Frozen, re-release, mm. special edition, or send to the vault? Special edition. I fix. I fix the Han stuff. That's mine too. I don't want to do much to it. I like leave it mainly as is. Fine. 
So he's just, a bit of a fixer upper. Just make it a it's little a flaw. make it a little more obvious. All you need to do so I'm gonna take off that um yes. and say also same. All you need to do is add a scene or two of him getting corrupted. Like uh oh, no, I am better at this than them. Or like you have one of his older twelve siblings visit and like get him insecure and fearful, right? You do that. You do the reverse of what Elsa and Anna are doing. And then you just change a little bit. You, like, you do a re-record of his voice, which is the great uh, Santino Fontana. I mm-hmm. love him. Um, on the scene where he says, it, you know, if only someone loved you. He doesn't need to sound that, like, cartoony evil. And I mean cartoony like Dudley Do-Right. Like, yeah. Um, Arch. Yeah. Arch. That's a good word. Um, yeah. And you did a, do a re-record on that scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of just like different facial expressions to match the voice, but that it doesn't cost that much. You just you just do it, yeah. And then you're not scratching your head for the last ten minutes. Just for the information, mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez is two away from an EGOT. Okay. She has two Oscars for "Let It Go" and "Remember Me" mm-hmm. Coco, mm-hmm. and she has two Grammys. Um, both for Frozen. Yeah. But she does not have an Emmy or a Tony. Mm-hmm. So. All right. She was nominated for a Tony. Yes. For Frozen. Yeah. But did not win. All right. She'll get there. Yeah. I'm not concerned. Absolutely. Kate. Yeah. Big Hero 6. Um, re-release, special edition, or do you check in the Disney vault never to be seen no, again? No, re-release. Yeah. Re-release. I don't yeah. see as much. I feel like I see some merchandise. Like I see some backpacks. Yeah. But I've never heard a kid talk about it, and kids should be talking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it does the grief thing. There's like a, a, a eight minute section of Frozen Two that tries to tackle grief in eight minutes, <laughs> and it does it work? Well, <laughs> like it's a good song. It works well. Uh, Is that what it, you said? It, it works, but not in context. Yeah. Um, not in this movie. But but this whole movie does it better. Yeah. Um, which I think is a complicated thing yeah. to talk about and still be entertaining and not heavy and yeah. So it re-release. What about you? Great. Uh, same special edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing as Frozen. I just fixed the Han stuff in Big Hero Six. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like I just it it just needs another pass. Yeah. It needs another pass. Uh, it's a great movie. Super happy to watch it. There's stuff that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um. And like part of it is like building the superhero squad. They they like want to make a big deal of like, hey, you need to have your friends around you. Yeah. But these people weren't really his friends. They were his brother's friends. They're like so adults. They're kind of like ghost almost, friends. Yeah. That are like his friends. Well, they would have been kind of his classmates. They would have been his classmates. Yeah. Right. But so older. there's like there's like a lot of little things like that where I'm like, I see what you're going for, yeah. but you didn't quite get there. One more pass, mm-hmm. you know, get get Chris Anderson in there or get um, Chris Sanders. Chris, sorry, Chris Sanders is who I yeah. meant. Get Chris Sanders in there or get. Um, Lord and Miller. No, we love her. She did Brave Brenda until Chapman. she was kicked off. Thank you. Brenda Bring Chapman. Bring Brenda Chapman into everything. Bring Brenda Chapman in that just is, to just to give it a. That is the official position of Cellmates podcast. Yeah. Bring Brenda Chapman in. Yeah. So just, you know, bring someone in, fix it up. And you'll have a 10 out of 10. Because mm-hmm. this, this movie's the parts that work in this movie work 
really well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh man. All right. Hey. Uh, hey. Next episode is not tomorrow. Uh, no. We've got another so two weeks. Is- so this is the last episode of 2019. Unless I put the Frank and Weenie episode out Congratu- as a joke. Oh, this is the last episode of 2019. Double Disney Plus episode. Yeah. Look at this. Look at Holy us. Holy cow. Uh, no voodoo money involved in this. No. Um, v- V-U-D-U. Not yeah, we- Dr. Facilier right. money. Well, or Mama Odie. Was- no, or Mama Odie. Um, that's true. There's- what were we watching that had a weird mama that had the Mama Odie song for some reason? Oh, it was the end of Descendants three. It for some reason had dig a little deeper. No, it didn't. During the credits, yes, it did. Really? Yeah, I mentioned that to you. Oh, I missed it. Oh my god, Descendants three is the best Descendants movie, by the way. True. It's not on Disney Plus yet, only on airplanes. And it's the best by a, a good margin. Yeah. Descendants one is fine. Uh huh. Descendants two is terrible. It's also the looniest. Which, Descendants three, which is, is great. what it should be yeah. from the beginning. Anyway, yeah. so if you have suggestions, yep. feedback, yeah, love hmm. for us, um, unfrozen heart love. Sure. Super. Then hit yeah. us up at cellmatespodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, cellmates podcast on Facebook. Cellmates podcast on Twitter. Cellmatespodcast dot com. On the internet. On the internet. Um, and like, rate, review, subscribe, all those Whatever annoying you got. things. Just, yeah, you know what to do. Yeah. I don't want to do a call to action here. And Just do the things. Happy New Year. Yeah. May the next decade bring even more amazing animated features oh my that God. we can Venn diagram. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Are you excited for it? Kate, yes or no? The movie with the troll and the dad pants DC looks Super better Pets. than it used to. DC Super Pets. Are you excited about it or not? No. Minecraft. No. Spider-Verse 2. Stop listing things. Spider-Verse 2? Probably. That'll probably be good. Tiger's Apprentice. Except for apparently Lego 2 wasn't good. Tiger's Apprentice. Maybe. I don't know. Last one. Un gallo congelado. Uh, A rooster with ice? I guess. Ice cream? uh, Yeah, ice cream rooster. Un gallo congelado? How do you spell the last word? It's C-O-N-G-E-L-A-D-O. C-O... And j- G- one word? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. There's no Wikipedia link to it. Oh, so. no. The frozen the frozen rooster. The frozen rooster. Kate. Right? The congealed rooster. Okay. Are you Maybe? excited about the frozen rooster? I, I would rather call it the congealed rooster. Thank you I very much. I would rather call it ice cream rooster. <laughs> All right. For somebody's that, podcast, I'm Dick Ward. Kate Phillips. Bye.